0: Hey guys, you're tuned to the Nudge Health Podcast and I'm your host Christine DeRito. Welcome to another episode and uh, I hope you guys are doing okay. I'm doing alright. Adulting has been quite a bit and so I wasn't able to record last week and I nearly wasn't able to record this week but I am glad that I'm here. I'm grateful that I am able to record today. So uh, in the last episode, I, had, uh, as I mentioned that November is a diabetes awareness month. And so I intended to talk about diabetes in this month. And I'll talk about that, though I'm also trying to get... Uh, some guests that some guests that we can talk about diabetes a little bit more in detail with and uh, hopefully in the next episode i can have i can have uh, somebody to explore uh, the topic with but today it's going to be me and i'm just going to be telling you about so uh the theme for or rather just start talking about access to diabetes care. So I mentioned the thing because uh, we had, we celebrate uh, World Diabetes Day in November, specifically on, um, on 24, on, sorry, on 14th, 14th of November. And that was, uh, uh, the other Sunday. And uh, 2021, 2021, uh, There is a year that marks a hundred years since the invention of insulin, and so diabetes. The theme this year has focused a lot on uh, access to care, but we know that care is not just for. I mean, care for diabetes people doesn't just mean insulin because we have those who have, uh, um, we have those whose diabetes is not being managed with insulin, but um. The fact or the truth of the matter is we still have a lot of people who do not have access to to diabetes care. And yet we know with chronic conditions, diabetes, for example, and specifically diabetes, which is what we're talking about today, it's very important that somebody gets treatment and they're on correct treatment and uh, continuing in, in treatment because it's the only way to make sure that they're able to enjoy a long life and a quality life. But uh, so maybe just to just explore, like we do, have a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people who are living with diabetes, and according to the International Diabetes Federation, we have about 24 million adults in Africa. That means one in twenty two who are living with diabetes, and half of these people don't even know that they're living with diabetes, and this is actually the similar situation in Kenya. We still have a lot of people who don't know that they have diabetes and yet they are diabetic and this is uh this has a lot to do with uh, of course the basically the like uh, practices for a lot of chronic conditions you don't get the pain you know that each that like for example if you had flu you'll have a runny nose uh, you'll probably be having headaches and you know clogged uh, stuffy nose and all those things and like they are they are obvious symptoms so you have obvious discomfort so you're more likely to take uh, you're more likely to seek care because of uh, such an infection or like uh, such a situation because sympto- you you you're already feeling uncomfortable but for many chronic conditions and this includes diabetes most people don't you don't get uh, symptoms until. It's actually a little bit more advanced. And so you you may not really know, like, we don't, we're not in the habit of just walking into a facility and just asking to have a, our sugar tested. We don't have that. That's not a way of life for a lot of people. Even though it is encouraged, especially for people who are, you know, overweight and obese, as we advance in age. So these are things that we encourage people to do. And especially because, you know, our lifestyle today, a lot of sedentary living, no physical activity, uh, our diet also questionable. So we have a lot of overweight and obesity. And unfortunately, this is also happening in children. Like right now, uh we have children, we have a lot more childhood obesity, and we are also seeing like obesity, I mean, uh type Type, we are seeing uh, diabetes also happening in children and also in young people. And the sad bit is that, uh, especially for children who are under the care of their parents and even the younger people, some parents still have, they say they have difficult spotting or being able to identify diabetes in children. So you, you can imagine, uh, so the parents do not have the know-how and we are also not uh, going to just, you know, Working especially with kids and young people, like rarely will you think about you know going to get a, a screening for diabetes, for example. So of course this this is just to show you just why it is very important that first of all we create awareness on diabetes, and that we can be able to educate people more about how do you identify diabetes and even about like accessing care. What does care look like, and how do you access it? And so, let me give you an example of my dad. So my dad is diabetic, and uh, for most adults, usually, or the most common type of diabetes is, is diabetes type two. So, so my dad got diabetes, and we didn't even know. Like, uh, so my folks are up, uh, up, country, and so they it's just him. Like they just leave them mom dad. And uh, you know somebody to just help around, and so how do we even know that my dad dad is diabetic? So an uncle of mine calls me, and then he's like, "Uh, so uh, have you seen uh, have you seen dad lately?" And I was like, "Uh, no, we, I mean, I hadn't been home for like for that. I don't think I had seen him for that month." Uh, so he tells me dad isn't looking very nice. Uh, you guys need to, you guys need to check him out, so I called dad, and I'm like, so dad, what's happening, Uh, so he's like, no, I'm just okay, Uh, you know, the way, I don't know, okay, this is very subjective, but uh, most times, guys or men will will not really, like, they they tend to downplay something, even when it is uh, very, like, I mean, even when something is grave, they'll still try to downplay it. And then my dad has a my dad is he 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 likes to make fun. So even when things are like uh, things are serious, he's still be making fun. So he went like, ah oh, no, I'm just okay. too. I've been taking so much water. As in he just said making fun about how 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 he's been taking so much water that he has to go to bed with a bottle, as in he'd go to bed with a bottle of water so that it's just close by, so that at night he'll wake up and just drink it. And then I ask him, hey, and then what else happens? It's like, oh no. You see, of course, the more time it takes you, of course, I'll have to go in and and pee. So basically, I just like took him through like a bit of the, you know, the classical signs of diabetes. And I was just like, hey dad, may I think, Like, after now, like, just listening to what he was saying, I just felt, this guy, he needs to test test for diabetes. So I tell him, so do this, uh, you go to the hospital and just go specifically and test for for your blood sugar. Then he's like, "Uh, well, I mean, I'm not feeling so bad right now. I can just go tomorrow. Then I was like, no, you need to go today. And then because there was, I mean, like I mentioned, my siblings and myself, none of none of us was around. So I, I asked my, I called the, the same uncle who'd called me and I asked him whether he's able to accompany dad to the hospital. And I don't remember whether he was there, but somebody did take him. And then when they go to the, when they went to, he said he'd go to his regular clinic where he normally goes for his regular assessments. And then he went. So when he went there, I think they found the place was 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 closed or something because they ended up going to another facility. And when he went there, the next thing he was calling me. He's telling me so they told me, I, I need to get admitted. Sure enough, his sugar was was really high. His, his sugar was actually really high. That in fact when they they first when they they when they received him. He was like, "Did you come here by yourself?" And fortunately, he had company, and so they like had to admit him immediately. And so he didn't understand. In fact, uh, just recently, uh, I was, I, I was, I went, I was at home, and so he he has this. My dad has been writing his, um, he's been writing a biography. He's been writing about his life and just a history. My dad was a teacher and. He loves to write, uh, which I believe I picked my interest in writing from him. So he's been writing stories, and so he was he he gave us he gave my sister and I, the book that he's been writing on, so that we can you know we can come we can have it printed, and so like one of the chapter is about his admission like that diabetic. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing, but yeah, like he wrote a chapter about his admission because he had never before then, he had never been admitted and he was admitted for a week. I think a little bit more. And for a long time, for like a couple of days, like his sugar was just not going down. So it was very, it was very, it was terrifying. Like he was terrified. But yeah, so, and. That was That's how his diagnosis, like, that's how we knew he was diabetic, like that, like, you know, uh, alarming like that. And you can see, like, had it been me pushing him, he was going to, you know, still not go to the hospital the same day. And then interesting was, like, uh, so he, he also is hypertensive, and as we speak, he's, 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 able, he's been able to manage both of them. Like, he's, of course, his on meds, yes. But he's able to manage, uh, he has he has adjusted very well, changed his diet and everything. He used to go for his hypertension hypertension clinics. And so this place where he used to go, uh, he's the same place where he would he would ask them, like, can you test my sugar? Because I'd remind him, I'd tell him, just take a, a sugar test. But I, this guy, this 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 doctor of his would tell him that he relax, like, you shouldn't worry about diabetes. You, you don't have diabetes, you only have hypertension. And you see, when you uh, when you have been told that by a healthcare provider, you sort of relax. But you see, uh, that also was, it wasn't a good thing, because if he had been taking the tests, as my dad would have requested, he probably would have identified. So I, I think even this is also for the healthcare providers, I think we need to stop being, you know, presumptuous or just uh I don't know. I don't know the act the good word to use for that that kind of experience or that, that example because I still don't understand like if uh, why he why he would, you know. I mean, he just encouraged my dad not knowing his diabetes because just be like, oh, you you're just hypertensive. You don't need to take her. I mean I think it is, it is especially for his age because my dad is is in his 80s he, he just turned 80 so uh, his age just, just, like I mean it makes it necessary for him to have regular tests and also because he has a history of hypertension then that would be a, a reason enough for I mean for him to prompt to get a diabetes test so a healthcare provider Ought to know that and ought to be able to provide the service. Anyway, so that again also tells you that part of the reasons also why people are probably, uh, I mean, people are also not able to to get the care that they need is, that's on one downfall of diagnosis. Like when somebody, people don't know, they don't know they're diabetic because they haven't been able to carry out the test. And that's also because we also are lacking in knowledge and especially in healthcare providers, some are lacking in knowledge and especially when it comes to de- dealing with the elderly, like statistically, so we have less, there are very few healthcare workers who are trained in management of the older adults. And so it would explain, you know, it would explain the cracks where you have people who are lost in the, in, that, uh, in that cycle of trying to identify those people who have diabetes and then of course it makes sense that a lot of the people who would have these chronic conditions like diabetes would be the elderly people and yet they are the ones who have a lot more challenges accessing health care facilities i mean if if they are if somebody is old and uh, ill for example or sickly i mean them being going to the facilities themselves that are, that alone is a challenge we have the limitation of finances that's also partly why some of the people are not able to access care because they do know they are diabetic. But again, they can't afford, you know, they can't afford the they can't afford the meds, they can't afford the insulin, they can't afford the, you know, the 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 techs that are used. Like for example, the 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 glu, the glucometers, the ones you used to constantly or regularly monitor your sugar, they can't do that if it's being able to inject the insulin. So I mean, yeah resources become a challenge. But uh, inter- like something else we've also observed is, like, I'm, I'm sure you've seen that with uh, COVID, what happened was uh, people who had chronic conditions and diabetes is one of them, became very were very vulnerable to becoming uh, to having more severe symptoms of COVID. And so uh Basically, what that the what the pandemic has and this just really just magnified how how we need so much how so much more needs to be done as far as the health systems are concerned because actually what also happened was like there's a study that uh, there's a survey that the World Health Organization did, and they found that of the one ninety four member states, and Kenya is one of those member states, sixty four percent. Of those countries had either partial or complete disruption of diabetes treatment. So uh, that's because like the pandemic came and you know there was just a burden all of a sudden and so many so many facilities so many services got disrupted. I personally even remember like uh, my dad couldn't get meds, uh, some specific meds, and I had to, I had to like we had to source them from someplace else. So I mean it just goes to tell you the way there are so many gaps in uh, in just this whole diabetes care and treatment. And so hence the focus of uh, the the this this year's theme for the diabetes, the world diabetes day was access to diabetes care. If not now, then when? And it's supposed to be a three year campaign. And so in, three, in this three-year campaign, um, the World Health Organization is prompting governments to basically just do a bit of a lot of things, not just a bit, but to do quite a lot to improve the diabetes care. And some of the suggested or given, like the guides that they have given or the, the recommendations they've given is uh, the government has needs to find a way to provide access to insulin and oral medicines. To be able to do the self-monitoring, I talked about how you, you use a glucometer as you get your your regular sugar readings and then you can be able to monitor the sugar yourself. There's also need for education, uh, education about uh, how to take care of yourself when you're diabetic, about food care. I'm sure you've heard about uh, diabetic food You've heard of people who have who have diabetes getting their legs or I mean their limbs amputated and this is because they haven't been taken care of their limbs properly or well. And this is uh, this is basically uh due to lack of education or they don't they're not well informed. So then there's need for that, there's need for psychological support of course. There are a lot of people who are still struggling with coming to terms with the fact that they are diabetic, yeah? There are still people who, even despite their diagnosis and despite the things that they've been asked to do, whether it is in terms of diet, whether it is in terms of medication, they still won't adhere. They still don't see the seriousness of it. They still will not take uh, they will not take the medicine. They want to continue with life as normal. They want to maintain the same lifestyle they've had, uh, drink as much as they they used to, uh smoke, continue smoking, continue with no physical activity. basically they want the status quo to remain. but that doesn't work. And so there's a lot of um, people need to get a lot of psychological support, a lot of mental like people need to shift their mental state when you become a, and this is not just true for diabetes, it's for any any chronic condition. We know psychological support mostly for HIV, and I can use HIV for example as an example because I've had experience in the HIV setup. And if you if you know anybody or if you can just look around any literature on HIV, you will find a lot of literature on adherence support. And this is a adherence is basically just making sure that people are continuing with their treatment, they're taking their meds as required. So of course with adherence. HIV has had a lot of psychological support because tuaatheia means you have to be in a state of mind that allows you to continue with your treatment and I think this has a this is something that really can be borrowed to other chronic conditions because I mean HIV really mimics uh, the other chronic conditions because it's now become a long-term ailment where you, you live with it as long as you're taking your meds and you're as you're just as good. So this is something that can be borrowed from HIV because that psychological support has really, really gone a long way in helping the so many people who are living positively and living really, really long lives. So that's something that uh, needs to be uh, improved. And the other thing is to provide food and a safe place to exercise. Now, um, food is uh, an important part of diabetes because the biggest contributors of uh, lifestyle related uh, diabetes or type 2 diabetes diet and physical activity have a big role to play and diet we're talking about eating fast foods using in simple sugars you know the the foods that have a lot of calories and less in nutrients and less in fiber. And so, and that's why you find because insulin really acts on carbohydrate sugars. That's why you find in diabetes, the one thing and the major thing that you control is the calorie intake, the carbohydrates. And that's because your insulin is not able to act on the glucose or on the sugar as effectively as somebody else who doesn't have diabetes. So, this needs to be adjusted. So, uh, you have to change your diet so that you control your carbohydrates, you take more vegetables, you know, foods that allow for slow release of sugar as opposed to the instant release of sugar and also just managing, you know, portion management. So that needs to be, and again, food. So healthy food also needs to be made accessible. And this, of course, has a lot to do with policies and also like the whole controlling of, or rather, how we manage the food production. And this also goes to talk about safe production of food. And again, these are all regulations that the government needs to have in place. And then, of course, safe places to exercise. Now, there have been a lot of improvements on the roads. Like I think uh, increasingly there have been uh, a lot of the roads, especially in Nairobi. I think increasingly there are walkways and places for cycling. And that's a good thing. I think uh, people need to use to use those paths, the walkways and the, and the biking lanes more often. These are just some possible things that you can do. But also, this is only workable because they are like safe roads. So if the places aren't safe, then of course that means you can't be able to do that. So back, like, if it was, again, in the estates, if it's not possible to run or do all those things, because, again, concern of safety, the good thing is, right now, we have YouTube, and, I mean, if we've learned anything, especially with the COVID, we, with the working from home and all those things, like, we have become, we've really found so much more in uh, online, in the internet and online space including workouts like for since covid i have done a lot of uh, online workouts and and i i know i'm not the only one like there are so many things that you can do in fact even some of our local uh, wellness coaches and uh, workouts i mean fitness people they also took to online like we would have people would have classes that are i mean uh, what do you call them uh, Zoom classes, Zoom workout classes. So, I mean, the options are unlimited. So the thing is, you just need to find something that works for you and uh, go ahead and do it. But the bottom line is, the government does have a responsibility of ensuring safety, providing infrastructure that, that uh, supports that kind of physical activity so other things that uh, we need are we talked about having the devices and the meds that the diabetes people need but also the insurances like the insurance companies need to provide packages that do really support access to diabetes care and then of course uh the only the downside or the only challenge here is that a lot of insurance companies do not uh, cover the, the the elderly who are actually the ones most in need of this you know this this services so of course that leaves a lot of you know a lot of gaps also, because for a good number of the elderly people, they are also people who are dependent. They are depending on people and they do not have their own source of income. A lot of them are also not like, um, they're not productive such that, you know, they're able to do things that can um, they can sustain themselves with. And the other thing, as for the government, it's uh, about, uh, you know surveillance just knowing um what is the how how are we able to monitor the diabetes situation what are the gaps that we have in treatment what is the health system performance and this is in terms of the capacity in terms of interventions, and just being able to set targets and that we are able to constantly you know follow and uh be able to adhere to yeah but yeah so again I've, like I've been I've been giving uh a bit of what the government needs to do and uh what we need to do. We always say prevention is better than cure, yeah. So if you can be able to and you can the basic bare minimum diet physical activity you know you can be able to watch those if you are in a if you're able to maintain the healthy body weight, then you are at an advantage. You're most more you're more likely to avoid diabetes, uh, and especially lifestyle related diabetes. Yeah. So the education that you get, whether it is from a healthcare provider, you are going to visit a healthcare provider and they have told you your weight is a little bit too much. Please do something about it. Yeah. If you've gone to or you have this uh, wellness professional or somebody a coach a wellness coach, and they're telling you this is what you need to do, please do it. Yeah, because in the end, the thing about these things that we take lately, you think about uh, that's many many years to go. But I think you need to think about. What kind of life do you want to be in those many years? And it's not actually so many years. Now we have people in their 30s who are diabetic, you know. So it does, it's not only going to get you in your 60s. Even in your 30s, you will become diabetic. So you want to, to think about what kind of life do you want to have? Uh, what kind do you want to be able to, you know, um, have a quality of life? Because it's one thing to be alive, but it's another thing to be alive and, and actually enjoying life, yeah? So, let's practice, uh, you know, let's screen for diabetes every so often. And, and I know, like, annually, I think, in fact, right now, like, we are going towards the end of the year, and this is the time most companies do their annual checks. So, this is an opportunity, yeah? You do have your diabetes or your sugar checked. And then... Again also it's a festive season and in the festive season, we're going to the festive season and people what do people do? they indulge, 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 and then in January you feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, so you don't need to you don't need to indulge like you don't need to overdo it, yeah. Remember, all of these things just need to be done in moderation, yeah, all these things need to be done in moderation and usually say one way of ensuring or maintaining a uh, a healthy lifestyle, even in the festive season. It's uh, especially with the whole part, the all the parties. It's bring bring something healthy to the party, which you can eat, or order something healthy, or be involved in preparing something healthy. Yeah, that way you have better control. And then, of course, and we all need to ensure all these things in our children, in our adolescents, and even in our young adults. Remember we've said, and especially with the growing numbers of overweight and obesity, even in children and young adults, we really must think about their health as well. It's not only adults who are becoming diabetic, even young kids are. And this has a lot to do with their lifestyle, yeah? So can we not be cornered by our children into a healthy and unhealthy lifestyle? I find there are, of course, instances of... Parents who compensate because they are not there. They are you have put rewarding a rewarding system as your parenting style. I'd rather you give more functional rewards, you know. Maybe like a new bike, you know, and for them to get that new bike, then they need to be, you know, they have put in the work. Other than food, don't use food as a reward. Yeah. Let people get a treat. Once in a while, but don't put, don't put, don't bring all the sausages, you know, cakes, cookies, and bread, and all these things. Let's not use food as a as a rewarding system, yeah? If you're going to use food, let's make it the healthy things. If they enjoy grapes, then you can get them grapes as a reward. If they enjoy strawberries, you can get them strawberry as a reward. But my point is... Let's also think about health even for our children because remember even the children do get diabetes and most importantly remember the children observe you so you can't be giving them uh, rice and beans and you guys are having nyamachoma and uh, you know and some other things and roast potatoes and stuff no it's uh, if you're going to give it's a family it's a family affair. If you guys are eating machoma you all are eating nyamachoma. If you're eating rice beans, you all are eating rice beans. My point is, let's make this. It's easier to do these things when they are family habits. So can we find mechanisms where we can be able to assure or ensure that our families are able to get the best of health? Yeah. But bottom line is this, guys. Diabetes is increasing. It is increasing a lot. The complications of diabetes can be fatal diabetes can has uh, some of the complications can be uh, kidney failure we talked about amputations earlier we have retinopathy which impairs your visibility can cause blindness and uh, Yeah, we, and uncontrolled diabetes basically has, we saw it with COVID. When you have, when diabetes is not controlled, it becomes, you become vulnerable to any other infection. You become prone to infections. And diabetes in itself, like whenever you're sick, it has a way, sickness has, or ailment has a way of affecting your, your glucose regulation. So, and that is why it is important that you have care when you're diabetic. Yeah. So for those with older whose parents are older as you're getting your annual checks, please let's also get let your parents or your grandparents get. It is important for them that they keep getting regular checks because like I said a lot of these conditions they will not come with symptoms by the time you get symptoms they have they are, you know they're well advanced so protection is screening, early diagnosis yeah. When it is diagnosed early, you can manage it when complications haven't occurred. Yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope I, I hope to, you know, put things together and I can be able to be as consistent as I, as I intend to be with uh, having these episodes. Uh, but thank you for bearing with me, and I hope to continue in this journey of learning with you together and oh by the way you have seen that now uh getting the job the covid vaccine is becoming almost mandatory because now we are having uh possible restrictions and regulations of places you go and having to produce uh evidence of the vaccination well i know this is going to you know uh work people uh differently because i mean free will and all that but I mean, we are, I am pro-vaccine and I really, really just want to encourage you, go get the vaccine. You remember, a lot of people who cannot get the vaccine are actually depending on you who can get the vaccine. If a lot of people are vaccinated, then those who haven't, who are not able to get the vaccine, will be safe by virtue of those of us who got vaccinated. So please go get the vaccine. Yeah, go get the vaccine and... uh, Quit the stories, the funny stories about what the vaccine will do. Get the vaccine. It is the best that there is as of this moment. So just get the one that is closest to you, right? Good stuff. So guys, thank you so much for being here. And until the next episode, take care of yourselves and be good. Living with diabetes and your sugars are not managed very well there possibility of uh, one ending up with hypertension is very high. So the two go together. So when you have the other one, it's not like hypertension, not well controlled. The possibility of you ending up with uh, diabetes is very high. So the two go together.